<sighs> Kick the tires and light the fires. All right. Woo! <clears throat> Some morning podcast, bro. Good God. Anyways, You're the one who recommended this shit. That's true. And that's why no one <laughs> listens to me. So, uh... <laughs> What's a tastefully delicious coffee blend are you drinking today? Well, I'm I'm pouring out of my French press again, mm. so I can officially say I used it twice. So I, nice. I got I got my money's worth. Um, and I, I don't know. I think I told you maybe about this the other day. My my wife, uh, you know, initially she was like, "Oh, podcast in the morning." Then you know, I explained to her like, "Well, I, I need a French press for it." And um, <laughs> so like so like uh, the next day we get a French press basically at IKEA because she had, <laughs> she broke my last two, which I explained previously. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then uh, she uh, the next day she goes shopping for groceries and she comes home with like two like semi gourmet blends of coffee. And I, I, I left the bag upstairs, but this is like a it's like a bourbon maple syrup blend Ooh. of coffee. And, and you put a little Fancy bit of French pants. vanilla in it and it tastes amazing. Really, really good. Um, Very nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty spoiled over here. Oof, oof. Very good. Um, well, I've got uh, a local roaster. Um, Ooh, that's is, uh, fun. Yeah, this is uh, Templars of the Tabletop. It is barrel-aged coffee. Oh. And, uh, the, the company's got all these cool graphics. Uh, it's called Smuggler's Coffee. This one has uh, uh, some, I don't know, looks like an older bearded dude carrying a 20-sided die. He's wearing a little Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. And there's a, another older dude in like some armor walking behind him. And there's a dragon in the background and all that other stuff. So but it's actually pretty oh, good. Like, so. That's I got awesome. It, got it from uh, my local uh, coffee shop. I They have like a points program, right? So you go and spend stuff. And I was looking at the coffees. And I'm like, oh, I'll get it. It's a little pricey. It's only 12 ounces. Um, and it's, I don't remember what I paid, but it wasn't cheap. But I used my points for it. So it was cheap. So oh, nice. Yeah. Well, and that's so. awesome. It's like D&D. Like, that's yep. so, so sick. So, so the local local coffee shop is brewing locally roasted coffee. So what are you going to do? But the Dude. thing is, it's, it's funny because like, I, it, it's interesting because I really, I'm really curious like how they're making their beans and where they're getting them from is it like like you know how like a lot of places that do craft whiskey they're just like dialing 1-800-MGP and saying hey I need a grandpappy <laughs> you know special version you know yeah. 42A because I'm going to put it in my own bottle with my own story so sometimes I wonder if that's part of it or not you know, I don't know I'm just it seems like the scale at which it's being done I would it would almost really have interested. to be I would be really right. interested to know how they're doing their beans like are they just buying like a stock bean from you know wherever they get them from I was just like what fair trade source or whatever and then they're treating the beans and roasting them on their own, which they most likely could be, which is pretty cool, you know, because yeah. I think that's the thing is like um, maybe 10 years ago, one of my wife's friends, um, he was telling me about a local coffee shop that they roasted their own coffee in the back of the shop. So yeah. like, they bought roasters and they bought beans and then they made their own roasts to sell in their coffee shop. So I mean, I guess the scale and the price of the equipment has gotten to the point where conceivably you could, you know, do it and not, you know, you don't have to be like a Folgers to do it, which is, I guess, a lot like the microbrew stuff. So anyways. Yeah, yeah. But um, we don't have one here but my wife's hometown they have a they have a coffee shop like that that's that's independent local and uh allegedly again same situation they're they're brewing their own uh stuff and in, in they're uh roasting their own beans um and i've been on a tour through the basement and yeah it looks like they have all the equipment but then again i'm not a what do i know <laughs> but um it's it's crazy right it's pretty cool yeah. that's awesome dude you're so <laughs> you're so lucky to have gourmet coffee so close and it doesn't have to come from a starbucks i know it's so weird <laughs> Like you think what you purchased was overpriced. <laughs> well, I used yeah. to get those little things from Starbucks that were like super expensive. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. Like 20 years ago, the claim to fame of my little town that I live in is they had three video stores and now there's a flipping coffee roaster. So go figure. <laughs> uh, fun. Well, good what morning, man. 
hands. Here's, here's yeah. just some good coffee. Um, I'm, I'm drinking out of a special little little green mug that someone bought me for my birthday. Thank, <laughs> thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So now that the pleasantries are over, let's wade into the bullshit <laughs> that is modern society here. God help us. Um, so, because <laughs> we can't just help leave well enough alone, uh, this week is going to be um, the fun of sexism uh, in modern times, or at least how it's being presented. Um, and it's already it's already been ruined because the article that I uh, picked to share so we could talk about it um, was retroactively edited uh, with no note. So, <laughs> of course, li- literally the quote that I pulled out that was nice and juicy um, and insightful um, and not insightful in the good way uh, is gone like <laughs> clear and and disappeared. So that that quote was from Courtney O'Donnell, uh, who was Jill Biden's communications director during her husband's first term as vice president. And this was the article was a, you know, a, a thing about Jill Biden at DNC and, you know, how they're, you know, getting her ready for first lady status and whatnot. So it's, you know, it's kind of it's not a puff piece, but, it, you know, it's a yeah. one of those, not a biopic, but where they they talk about somebody not character study. You know what I'm trying to talk about? Like they're, they're laying yeah. down a story about, you know, who, who is and, Jill Biden? Right. Yeah. He's going to be our first lady and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so the quote is, uh, she has a very good sense of, especially in these times, that bringing a little smile, some joy, some levity into moments is important. I thought this was super freaking hilarious because <laughs> literally the same week, maybe, is it the same week? I, I think it was the same week, yes. No, yeah. no, 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 it was two weeks. So I guess that's okay. okay. It's, it's just beyond the news cycle. Um, we had this giant kerfuffle about uh, the debate over Biden's VP. Now, we already know that's over, but right. in, in this other article, they went on and on and on and somebody gets left lambasted for talking about uh, um, Rice not smiling enough. I think that's that's the... Yeah, that's or Susan the Rice. The, the yeah. yeah, so Susan Which Rice, you could say it about Susan. Kamala too, right? Because it's been said about Kamala before too. And I, I get that that comes across as sexist, but we already talked about that too. That's yeah. also a politician. And yeah, you better be fucking smiling. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're Trump. Thing, Even Trump smiles all the time, right? Thing, I mean... Shaking, shaking hands, kissing babies, or right. shaking babies and kissing hands is maybe it's, more appropriate. One of those two. I can't remember which um, but, but yeah. So, but, what, but my, my my point of the point of all of this is it's hilarious because the guy in the uh, VP article it was a guy who said yeah she should smile more and he's a sexist pig. But here's Courtney O'Donnell. Uh, I'm assuming a female. I don't know. We'll go ahead and say yes. She says it and nobody says anything. Yeah. Right. Apparently, I wasn't the only one to point it out since it was wiped out. Right. Um, since so, some editor was like, Ooh, oh shit, fuck this line. Oh <laughs> shit, we're running a, we're running a foul of being hypocrites. We need to erase it from time so no one notices. But I noticed. I fucking noticed. Because she read the whole article. Because I read the whole fucking thing. So, the twisted um, thing is, you know, what What started off is, you know, for, so historically, uh, the first time that like sexism in the news that I can remember being like pounded into the ground is the whole uh, catcalling. And what people that I guess probably way younger than us might not realize is that it used to be a thing where if an attractive woman to some guys were standing on the street and she walked by, they would what they called cat call, cat call, which is, you know, yell out, try to get her attention, uh, compliment her looks or something like that, blah, 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 blah. Well, that yeah. was sexist and awful. So then we stopped doing that. And then it just kind of mutated and dug in and, and every little thing like and it was uh, making unwanted compliments, I think, or, you know, there's... I feel like that's where it's gotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's like crazy. Like you, you know, it's like at work, like it got to the point and it's gotten to the point because of all the training and everything you know, I've gone through over these 
some years is like, I feel like I can't even just say, hey, cool hair because I don't yeah. want to oh, be, yeah. you know, and get in trouble. And it's a shame because like, it's not a sexual comment. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a compliment. It's just a straight up compliment to be like, hey, those are yeah. cool shoes or something like that. It doesn't, it, I guess that's the sad thing. It's like, we've gotten to the point where, you know, it's weird. It's like, it's, everything is hypersexualized even when it isn't. And that's the fucked up thing. It's like, I don't look at female coworkers as, you know, sexual people because they're my coworkers and I have to work with them, you know? And I thought that's really weird sounding, but like, it's just sort of the thing. I just, I don't know. I, I just kind of take it at face value of it's like, I don't look yeah. at my male coworkers as like, you know, people I would hang out with or start relationships with that, you know, are friendly or sexual if I was gay. And so it extends right. to the female coworkers I work with where we're just people working. Of course, um, you're maybe, just one person and not everybody's maybe, like that. Yeah, right? maybe, but, maybe, maybe I lucked out and just decided that was the way to do it um, <laughs> when I was younger to avoid any of this crap. Or maybe it's I was ahead of the curve. Smart. Yeah, I think it's definitely smart. Yeah. But then again, I, see, that's, that's the thing is like, I always was of the opinion that, you know, you don't shit where you sleep. Yeah. So, you know, to, to I guess there's probably a, a better, now that I think back, I remember things glancingly about working, doing part time and, you know, people screwing around because, you know, they're young and dumb and then getting in trouble for it. And so I'm like, well, I don't think I want to do that. So we'll just not think of things that way. Why don't you just out me? Why don't you just do it right right there? No, um, I, I did plenty of part time jobs where I screwed around with. Yeah, but I mean, it's is you know, you're, young, you're, young, you're young and silly and well, yeah. I mean, I did my own dumb shit. I I marched into the, one of my boss's office and asked why I wasn't getting paid more because I was doing the job and learning yeah. more jobs. And I was basically told, well, you're part time and you're not going to stick around. So why would I bother paying you anymore? And I'm like, oh, touche. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just go back now to my department and well, work there for the rest of the day. <laughs> Thank you. It, that would be my argument for for the latter. Like, what was I being an idiot and fucking around with with employees and, and bosses, etc. Yeah, but I also, these were part-time gigs and these were temporary things. I wasn't going to stay at these places forever. Um, and, uh, you know, everything was obviously always consensual and it was never me in an authoritarian position. It was always female <laughs> who were in, um, you know, positions that of authority. That happen, Dan. That, yes, it does. Um, so. <laughs> hey, isn't, that, isn't that weird? Like, do you think, do you think, uh, what the fuck is that movie? Um, shit. What, is it Basic Instinct? Is that the, is that the mean, reverse, mo- reverse sexual, sexual harassment movie that came came out in the 90s? Yeah, I mean, I think so, yeah. Um, with Bell, is he, yeah, Charlotte's theory? Uh, Sharon Stone. Stone. Sharon Stone, that's who it is. Yeah, where, where she technically rapes the guy in her office. And like, that's weird. Like, how come that kind of stuff was like in the 90s, like challenging all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And, like, could you imagine if somebody tried to release that movie today? They'd get burned at the stake. Probably. For, but like, you for can't showing say that. It. Right, you can't right. Say that. that never happens that way. Well, I right. mean, even if it's rare, I mean, like, it's, it's a conversation starter. And not to mention, like, I think one of the other the points of that movie was like, okay, so we flipped the script or whatever, but like everything that happened in that movie could happen either way. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, of course, of course. Maybe yeah. it's easier. Maybe it's easier to show it reversed when when it you know most likely is probably or was probably the other way. So often, you know, nobody really right. wants to see that. Well, it's because it's so commonplace and we're aware of it, and we don't want it. We don't want it to happen, right? So to talk uh, about it, you have to you know take it to the extreme in the other direction, I guess. I mean, I think that works, but look, it it happens now. How often does it happen and you need to think that we're still in many ways a patriarchal society where a lot of higher ups in business are still unfortunately white and male right yeah but if you go to like schools think about all the instances where you have a, a school teacher sleeping with with a, a young boy oh well, we've talked but we've talked about that that's that's a... <laughs> right it's complicated yeah. but i mean arguably that's an authoritarian position mine were like working at fast food places or um, you know uh, delivery places and women managers over the top of me who wanted to be over the top of me you know um, and, uh, and I, so 
I'm not as hard to say no. I certainly don't feel like I was taken advantage of, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's possible. I mean, I, I wasn't doing things to try to get a promotion. I was doing yeah. things because of hormones and, you know, no, sex. And, yeah, but, um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's an interesting point. I, I guess that comes back to all of it. Like, like if the situation was reversed and it's a dude managing a fast food place and, you know, you're only like maybe three or four years senior to, to the person you're working over and, and you guys have some sort of sparks fly, is that sexual harassment, right? <laughs> like, yeah. In the workplace, yeah. right? But in, in this case, you know, the 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 gal five years my senior who who's the manager of the whatever, um, you know, um, that's that's totally fine, right? Um, I don't know. It's there, there certainly seems to be some kind of double standard there. And what what's curious about that kind of stuff is that they're always saying how stupid, right? Um, that well, men don't mature as quickly as as women, and and yet when when I do that, it's it's kind of laughed off. That like, well, you know, that's boys will be boys, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Um, you know, good for you. How my coworkers would be like. Like you, you're banging so and so, and I'm like, you know, where'd you hear that from her? Like, you know, well, then yeah, I guess I am. Like, you know, um, and, and they'd be compliment, right? But yet, women are. We assume that women who are supposed to be more intelligent, mature, faster, et cetera, et cetera are being taken advantage of if they're in that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and and I, I again, it doesn't happen. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens all the time. I'm not I'm not doubting, but I think I'm I'm trying to point out the the very obvious double standard that's kind of set up by by this article. Um like that of course you can say well, Joe, Joe needs to smile more. Like, yeah. Come on, Joe, you're a politician. Like, and that, and that's acceptable. But when we're saying that about women, female politicians, that's somehow wrong. Um, yeah, and it's it's so weird. Like, and and it's I, it's it's like almost bizarre to be like, you know, when you smile, that that indicates like, you know, you're calm and comfortable or happy or you know, it's like it's like a dog wagging its tail, right? I mean, I know that's probably just bad bad to what we just talked about, but that's a, that's but that's a, that's a, a, an expression. Or a, you know a physical yeah. thing that it's a human tell of how you know someone is either having a good time or they're comfortable is they're smiling so people expect that you know if you're you know running to be the most powerful person in the world or you know you get it if the you, you're going to get that position if the person that is that has you know a grabber I mean you you think you'd want you know hey do you, do you look comfortable and you're enjoying this and you right. this is what you want to be if you're just are like you likable you know yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, well that's and that's a very problematic way to say it but it's still I mean it is a thing it's like man. Like there's something to be said about being a stone cold professional. Trust me, I, I can agree. But shit balls, you just if if it looks like you're not ever having you you know just like it's not enjoyable, or it's not something you want. That can be off putting, you know. Yeah. Especially considering you know what the stupid fucking presidential race is about now. I mean, shit, it wasn't anything good ever ago. But like now, it's like a fucking <laughs> you know we're we're like battling over to you know what's America's psyche going to be like for the next four years, which is ridiculous in its own you know part. I mean, fucking Christ, it's one person. They don't they don't determine the rest of us whether unfortunately the rest of the world thinks they do or not i mean shit i mean it, I just... it, it is but but it also is is so much more though right because because i've talked about this too like like i taught under obama for eight years and let me tell you like you could you could get into some really deep liberal waters and really raise some really provocative um i think progressive questions in the class and now you know if, if i'm doing my media bias uh analysis and uh and i mention um well you know i think fake news probably is real and we're going to talk about that and we're going to help you identify it effort almost every time jason some asshole in the class is going to be like yeah cnn and mean it 
and mean it, right? So so don't tell me that you know that the president doesn't affect the psyche of the country because he does, and he lets idiots okay. say things like that. Okay. However, however, it, it's it not an end all be all. No, of course not. Of course it shouldn't, right? But unfortunately, especially because of the the way that our media works today, I think he does. I think he's very much embedded into the the conservative psyche, and he <sighs> because he blows off and says random shit all the time. It then tells, especially I think young men and old men maybe too that they can go off and say random stupid shit there's a good question though i mean but that's that's part and parcel of getting old yeah that's true you, but you so maybe still, it's the young ones you can, that you can still, i mean it's like old people get a pass like it's like they say some fucking insane shit and you're just like right Holy christ you're old right but i guess but when the youngins are saying it right you're like what like like so, I've so had this, a, is this a double standard episode maybe, that's maybe what it's term a it. fucking double standard <laughs> episode that's what it is because the young people better be talking some fucking sense you're an old fucker of course crotchety old man you say whatever you're saying insane and insanity and everyone's like oh he's a cute old man losing his mind oh dude no doubt good thing we're hop skip and jump from being that anyways we're really pushing it we're gonna get there (laughs) if we can keep this podcast going a few more episodes (laughs) oh that'll be great (laughs) oh shit no i mean that's that's a great point and and before before we leave this slight tangent um just to put this all into perspective for us um you know that this morning on on the news as i'm getting ready for this um i hear that uh you know biden and trump are both campaigning and of course biden is saying uh, things like you know i'm gonna better be able to handle this coronavirus crisis and, and help the economy rebound and of course trump is saying biden's stupid and like that's literally what he fucking said on the campaign trail this weekend yeah well biden joe biden's stupid oh, yeah, i'm just like you're a fucking six-year-old god damn it like uh, I, I, I i guess but like it's so it should work dumb. yeah it's so dumb like i don't think it does work i think he's just such an idiot that he doesn't have anything better than that to say and so he's saying that like i, I feel like if i was in a debate with that man and he's oh. like yeah but he's stupid I, i'd probably just fucking laugh <laughs> i'd probably like laugh and fall over on the ground and be like hey you guys are gonna have to give me a minute uh, I, I, this I honestly, fucking 70 year old just called me stupid <laughs> I, I mean i honestly think like if if i was the biden campaign i'd be like we're doing a fucking debate and it's gonna be live Oh yeah, you have to. You have to, right? I mean, like, I, I think that's and the, the funny thing is, is like, even if that happened, everybody would just double down. That's the weird thing. No one's, right? no one's, no one's actually gonna like go into that and go like, oh yeah, that's Biden made some good points. Trump looked kind of bad. You know, Biden doesn't really seem like he has much of anything other than his talking points. And it's like it seems like Trump actually like feels about what he's. He speaks from the heart, Jason. I mean, he's you know, you know it's, but the, I mean, that's and that's the thing. It's like obviously whatever he's saying, he you know feels it and believes it. So, I mean, like, but even those at that moment, he does even even those statements are problematic. But I mean, I think that I don't think anyone's going to get that from it. I think they're just the stock reaction is going to be like Trump's Trump's right and Biden's wrong and Biden's right and Trump's wrong. And no one's going to ever bother to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's I wish it would turn out the way it should, which is, damn, these are some old fucking dudes who don't know what the (laughs) hell's coming out of their mouths. Right. Because Biden's going to say some stupid shit, too. Right. No doubt, man. I'm I'm telling you, he's he's been doing really well. Lately, I know. He's got, the, he's got the ear implant. Yeah, somebody's feeding him feeding, lines. Feeding, feeding him the lines to keep him on keep him on track. They finally oh. got his meds right, Jason. That's I, I'm it. saying. All the, these the, lizard, the lizard people have gotten him a giant 55-gallon drum of human <laughs> growth hormone. Oh, he's taking uh, stem cell cocktails every morning. Oh my god! It's, yeah, I hope. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look. You gotta look for the injection port on the back of his neck into his brain stem, where they're pumping his brain full of um, uh, stem cells. This is gonna like the next conspiracy theory all over the 
right wing media is going to be just that. You're welcome. <laughs> just lay it out for him, Jason. We'll, we'll, um, we'll talk. We'll talk about this again in November, where they have uh, like close up pictures and Photoshop things of Joe Biden's back of his head. This right. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> lizard people. I mean, you're spot on, right? That like, I mean, it's just like Hillary and, and Trump for the vast majority of those debates. And when we consider it from an old school debate point, which is, you know, the moderator asks you a question, then who gives the better answer? Yeah. Hillary fucking crushed it. There sure. were occasional moments where like maybe she crossed a line or she said things that I didn't personally agree with, but she answered the Hillary. fucking question. Yeah. Well, that's a politician, right? Yeah. Um, and Trump, on the other hand, rarely answered anything at all. So if the, the, if you were going to, you know, score, do a scorecard based off of how, what it is to debate, like debate teachers everywhere were going, I don't know why we're watching this. Like Hillary fucking slammed this Trumped shit. Him. Right. Um, but the Fox media, Fox News media and the and the right wing media just was, was like, oh, yeah, I know Trump just be, like you said, he spoke from the heart. He's he's not a regular politician, you know, like they found all these ways to spin it. And I had many students who, who believed that Trump won certain debates. And I'm like, like, Are did you, you sure? watch it? Did you watch it? And like sometimes they didn't even watch it, you know, um, it, they were it, just it, reading the sound bites afterwards. Right, right. Or or that. Well, yeah, I turned it on for about five minutes and then I changed it, you know. Um, versus those of us who are I locked the in. Fox News, Fox News recap, uh, right? The Fox News recap, which was about five minutes, because that's all they could scrape out of it. Uh, out of out of two and a half hours of footage, they they found five minutes that was pretty good. Um, yeah, it, and so that's. I think you're absolutely right because I just heard a stab. This is a, you know it's a poll, so you know take it with a grain of salt. But it claimed that um, you know the vast majority of America thought that Joe Biden was probably going to be a better debater than Trump was, but also the vast majority of America, like fifty two percent or something thought that trump would probably win the first debate really and i'm going what really like, like how can how can like 60 percent of the populace say biden's pretty good at debate and then 52 percent say trump will win the first one probably like oh, it's, shit. yeah it's just not it's nuts it's not um and i think huh. I, I mean so to bring us kind of back around to this like like why does this happen i mean on, on the one hand it's it's what we've been talking about like the you know the the young generation uh trying to set their own new standards Standards, which is good and always happens, right? For for what is appropriate, um, and and maybe pushing things too far or not quite understanding the repercussions of, of the the place where they're taking things. Um, uh, on the other hand, like it's also. <sighs> I don't know how, how, how to put this exactly. Um, like, <laughs> this should be good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to, how to frame it. Like it's, it's us like over and missing everything and then kind of missing the point. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, it'll come back to me. Well, what, what, what are you thinking about this shit? Like, like, is this just double standard or is this, I mean, how, how do we get here? Maybe <laughs> it's the next big question. Cause I think we can see the repercussions of it. And, and I mean, these are the repercussions of it in, in some sense, right? Is that the, the liberals are so fucking crazy about everything that we say. Oh, my God, you can't say a woman should smile more. Um, and and then the conservatives are like, Trump says all kinds of shit. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe that's simply the, the way it is. I, I just I so. Um, yeah, sorry, I trailed off there. I, I had something and I lost it. <laughs> Must I, be getting old. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so that, maybe that's the, the hardest thing about going over all these things. And um, is I, I think that we're at this like crossroads of we have to like make this decision about how how crazy we're going to get um, on one hand. <clears throat> and that, that article that you, you sent me as a, you know, a, a finisher to this one makes a lot of good points about, you know, sort of the new new morals, mores, whatever we want to call Both, them. Both, I think, unfortunately. That are, yeah. that we're, I mean, we're, we're essentially that's what's happening right now is that we have, you know, 50 percent of the culture that is forging new new norms um, and they have the sort of social cash it to really, you know, bring it about. And normally that comes from top down in a society is, you know, right. We the we we the people sort of vote in the direction we want to go. And, you know, aside from, you know, occasionally some counterculture movements and, you know, you look at the the hippie movement and whatnot in the 60s. But, you know, a lot of that was actually driven by post-war. You know, that's the baby boomer generation, things like that, you know, where stuff was pushed because there was no there was so much. I don't know. It was life was instantly easier post-World War Two. And then it was, you know, nobody was really fighting as hard for their cultural norms as they used to. And then we had a shift. We had a really big shift. And I think, ironically, these days, it's a, almost a battle because of the Internet and social media. And I think you got 50 percent of the population in this country that want to change the norms and morals and everything else because they, for lack of better terms, you know, they got chips on their shoulders from being picked on as kids. You know, I think that's some of it. I think that could be some of it. I hate to shit on a lot of it, but a lot of those arguments that I read and things, they sound exactly like the arguments that I used to make when I got picked on as a kid, but I didn't have the internet and everybody, you know, saying, hey, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Right. Not that, and I'm not saying that to debase any of it. I'm just pointing it out that a lot of it is like... shit. So, um, so you, you were just talking yeah. about um, part of the movement being like, uh, you know, kids being bullied. And again, you well, weren't, you weren't and, the base and, of that. I think you got a point there. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's that's like the, so the, hmm, how do I, I can't like, because like my experience is wrapped up in this too, is growing up like. Oh yeah. Mine anyways, too. So to, to not to, not to wade into that and shit on it. Um, but I think a lot of that's changed. Um, and, you know, traditionally it's just been, you know, well, they grow up, deal with it, whatever. Um, and I think that works for a lot of people, but I don't think it works for a lot of other people too. So now there's a, you know, you don't have to just grit and bear it. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good thing. At the same time, we've definitely, I mean, we've, we've split America's split culturally on how we want to move forward. Um, well, it, it's, and then, I think it's summed up right there too, man. I, I think we have to focus back in on that moment because, because I think you've kind of, you've really nailed a pivotal point in, right? Because back in the day, you know, if, if you went home and complained to, to your parents, like so-and-so was picking on, like your mom might tell you, you know, well, talk to the teacher or, or something like that, right? Um, or kill him with kindness. And your dad would tell him, well, beat the shit out of him, right? Right? And so there were kind of two approaches. One was like, be nice or, or report to the authority figure in the room. And the other was, well, you better fucking learn to stand up for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you, right? Yeah. Um, and and look, I, I'm, I don't want to be like super crass about it, but you both of those are appropriate and both of those lessons are necessary. Like, so, so there are times when if someone's picking on you, it is totally appropriate to call the attention of the authority figure in the room and get that person in trouble. Totally fine. Now there's going to be repercussions for that that action, which is that, that person is going to pick on you even harder now. Okay. Yeah. Which means you're going to need option two, which is find a way to fucking defend yourself, right? And I think we've skipped option two, right? I think I think the new with with the internet and everything. What are we as educators supposed to say, or as parents supposed to say? What's the whole participation award shit? I mean, that's that's kind of what we do, right? So you post online, so and so 
always picking on me. And you're like, oh my God, well, I just can't believe that would happen to you. It's just a horrible atrocity. That school that we should really get after that school. This education system is failing us. Like, like that's the immediate gut reaction. It's not like, well, what happened? Like, how were you picked? Um, no, we don't want to know that. We just want to. And, right. and, and that's the thing. Like, so, and like, like I said, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, man, it's, it's such a fucking sticky situation. Um, oh, yeah. Bullying sucks. I, it should be abolished. Yeah. And yet, will it ever be? Probably and not. Maybe, like, maybe that's, maybe that's why we got here. It's because we didn't take it as serious as we should have. We didn't, you know, work as best as we could. And this is a reaction from groups of people who feel like they've been marginalized, marginalized and shit on. So cool. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 it, yeah. But, but now we're, we're in, we're up shit fucking Creek where you have 50% of the population that's trying to push the limits. And the funny thing is, is that's usually how you kind of swing back to the middle. Right. But then right. you have everyone else who wants to double down. And I think the thing that we're missing, especially in the media reporting is the reason why the people on the other side are doubling down and tripling down so hard is because even if it isn't, it feels like an attack. Oh, now, yeah. here's, and, and here's the here's the fucked up thing. That's kind of a garbage perspective to have. You, <laughs> you, you can't necessarily take that as a personal thing. And, right. you know, it's it's hilarious because it's like we all want to be in the land of the free and we all believe that everyone should, you know, be able to have their rights to think the way they want until it makes me personally upset and then I want to just burn everything to the ground and cancel them and everything else. Now that's And that's the problem that both sides have. That's the thing is nobody wants to find the path where both sides can still do their things. You, you, one side wants to just burn everything down that the other side's doing because it's bad, which is probably not an incorrect way to look at it. And the other side wants to just shit on the other side and, and tell them to shut up and silence them because, you know, they feel like they're getting picked on for their crazy beliefs. And it's like the, the, the path forward is, you know, it needs to stop being personal. That's that's the biggest yes, thing is that yes. we've, we have we have taken this. It's it's not a societal cultural conversation. We're making it extremely personal. And that's what humans do. And we're really fucking we're really, really fucking bad about trying to look at it, at things objectively and non-personal, you know, both sides, yeah. I think, have some pretty valid points, but that's not what we're really talking about. We're talking about trying to shift morals and norms. And the one group, 50, you know, 50 some percent or more is pushing that way. And the other group is digging their heels in. So now we've got a schism like we've had before in this country. So then somebody needs to be waving their hands going, whoa, 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 whoa. OK, OK. We need to start rationally looking at what we're talking about here. And we need to stop pretending like this is some sort of personal, you know, witch hunt agenda yeah. attack type thing, because while you know, hey, you know what? I'm pretty sure I've said shit that is bad. And I'm pretty sure I've had people say shit to me that's bad. And it's probably been politically opposite on both, you know, both sides. And, you know, like, like I, I, I wrote some notes in here and like, I, I've said it, you know, you know, what, what's the problem with just being a little more mindful or polite, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I, I just, you can have your beliefs, you know, it's, I guess it's, it's my old saw about what I, I feel like true, the reason, the true meaning of freedom in this country is, you're as free as you want to be as long as your freedom doesn't encroach on somebody else. Yep. So if, if you want to, you know, worship the flying spaghetti monster and, <laughs> you know, sacrifice small woodland creatures to that spaghetti monster, hey, man, as long as you're not stealing my woodland creatures or trying to steal my pet and force me to, you know, worship the spaghetti monster by capturing me and putting me in your basement, <laughs> you know, go right the fuck ahead. Um, you just summarized as, my weekend. What did you guys do as, this weekend? Well, as long as those woodland creatures are in season. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. 
Obviously, yeah, yeah. resources, and let's go right ahead. But you know, that's and I think I mean that's hyperbole, and it's funny, but it is it really? I mean, that should be that should be where we're at. I mean, when there's no excuse today for people not to understand that concept because it's so easy to get so much information. It's like that's what cracks me up about all this shit. Is like the 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 ability to understand and see the history, and you know why the other side, and I'm throwing air quotes up, is the way it is. It, it's it's unlimited. Like before, you would have had to actually like join those groups and like get in there and talk to them to understand them. But you don't even need to do that anymore. And instead of like that, giving people a better understanding, they just fucking double down both sides. And it's just like, I don't get it. I'm like, how? How the fuck can you be more stubborn with more information available to you? Yes, it's uncomfortable to your beliefs. Yes, it doesn't make any sense to you. But that's what you start with. And then you have conversations or you figure it out or you talk with people. What you don't do is just go, well, that's even stupider than I thought. Fuck them. Let's kill them all. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 can't, I, don't, I don't get where, yeah. we, where it's like, it's the incredible access to the information we have these days shouldn't lead to extremism. It should lead to understanding, but yet it does not. And I, I can't anything but just blame. I, 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 I haven't, I can't, I just, I don't know. I can't come to terms with it. So I just blame media and things like that because I don't get it. Like as a singular person and talking with other singular people, that's where the conversation usually goes. Even if it starts out contentious you just talk yeah. to somebody long enough and it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, they could do it a little better, but yeah, I, I get where they're coming from. There's, there's space. I mean, that's the great thing about America, right? There's space. There, I mean, it's, there's enough, there's enough of everything, you know, you can, I mean, we used to have fucking utopian societies in this country. Yeah. That failed. Well, people, people like, well, yeah, but I mean, but, and, and the funny thing is, is like at that time when those utopian societies were around, like it's crazy to think because they were burning people, you know, at the stake for doing insane shit. But in other parts yeah. of the country, like, oh yeah, go ahead. You can have a fuck society. We're cool. And it's yeah. like, I mean, and I'm <laughs> not to step in this landmine, but look at the fucking Mormons compared to the rest of Protestant America. And that existed. That yeah, is, that's it, true. It's that's like, true. So we've done this before historically, but now, now it's I, like, we can't, I, I just, I mean, I, I can't, I, I, mm, I don't know. So I, I, I blame the media. That's, yep. that's my, my only, only thing is like, I can't, I just, somebody is pushing to have that division and making it a fight because it's profitable. And, and there's only so many, you know, there's only so many things that have that kind of power. It's, it's institutions or it's the internet. And, you know, it's a shitty cop out on my part. No, no. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's wrong, but, but I do think we, we need to slow down a little. Like, it, is it for ratings well, you and power? The, you, yeah. you came to the wrong right. fucking part for that. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it, it is. But the reason why it's so extreme is, is then just that. It's, it's what we've been talking about before is, you know, ratings and I need to pander to my base because I want these people to watch my program or I want these people to, I mean, how do you get someone to tune in to, to CNN or Fox News for, for more than a few minutes a day? Well, you got you to gotta scare them or get them riled up or, or whatever, right? Look, look what the other side did, right? And, and then that gets their attention. That gets their eyeballs yeah. watching your, your station. So to me, it's, it's less – so like media is there, but the culprit behind it is, is money and advertising. <laughs> Like, right? Because if you wanted to get the ad dollars, you had to get the eyeballs. And at some point, if you wanted to get the eyeballs, you had to, like, exaggerate shit, right? Um, and, and so it all comes down to, like, how do we fund media? Like, how do we fund journalism? Well, uh, this rating system just was doomed to break down into sensationalism, right? And then mm. that, that drives divide because we get two completely different extreme stories. So, so you're not wrong that, like, well, look, we have this internet thing, so why can't you understand each other? Well, I mean, kind of. 
Like, yes. And yet, the issue is that everyone has gone so fucking crazy that it's almost impossible for someone from the extreme opposite position to be able to actually understand someone from the other one, right? Um, bananas. Right? But but isn't that it? Because, like, you know, I, you know, I talk with a, a conservative friend and I'm like, you know, why, why do you like Trump so, so much? They have no idea, right? Like, they've just, like, bought into the indoctrination of it. And yet, I talked to a young kid, you know, about, uh, you know, cyberbullying or, or um, I don't know, like like racism, like those students who, um, you know, charged a, a black professor for being racist for explaining the N word to them. Like, mm. the, like that's that's crazy too. Like, so so both of these are crazy, right? Um, it's and it becomes, I think, really hard to understand uh, each other, especially if you feel like you're growing up in a separate world. So if if the world that you're living in gets facts from Fox News only or whatever that side of the media, right, which is known to exaggerate things a certain way. And then you're up against someone who gets facts from MSNBC. Your facts don't line up, right? Um, it, it reminds me of, of Benghazi, right? And and say what you will about Benghazi. If you were watching liberal media when Benghazi was going down, you didn't know what the fuck that even meant, right? Mm. And and if you were a conservative, by God, fucking Benghazi, how could you? Like, right? So again, it's this huge divide where where that that doesn't even fucking exist for half the population. To return back to that idea, we just passed the point where millennials and the younger generation after them, I don't know if we've named those fuckers yet, have now surpassed everybody else in this country. There are more of them than everyone else. Really? Uh, that was one, one of the studies that I recently heard said oh, that. Shit. And get this, you think that's going to change? COVID's going to kill off a lot more old people than young people, right? Oh, wow. Again, again I, hate, I hate to be morbid about it, but that's going to continue. So uh, we are going to have a massive swing, whereas before I think maybe you've had kind of a gradual swing um, towards this new youth. And look, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious from, from the podcast that I'm a fucking raging Marxist liberal, okay? And this shit, this PC fucking shit scares the shit out of me, right? So so there are people like us who can walk this middle ground and be like, man, both these sides are kind of taking things too far. And to me, that's that's why this, this article and this idea about cancel culture, which we talked about before, and it's from the Times, so if you're more conservative and you're going, New York Times, how dare you? It's an opinion piece, so you can trust it. Uh, it's oh, I mean, ten, dude, ten I, <laughs> I, I read it and I was like, wow, this is this is a pretty reasonable. I think is that crazy. I think I don't, I don't think it is either. But some people will be like, it's the New York Times, whatever. That's a liberal bastion. Uh, it's ten theses about cancel culture. Look it up. And uh, Jason, I think you're spot on. He does a really good job of walking us through. Uh, Ross Dothot, watch. He's probably like some crazy conspiracy theorist. No, I'm sure he's a great journalist. Um, but I think it does a really good job of laying this out. And for me, the problem with cancel culture is is a misunderstanding of what the fuck it is. So I had to fucking look it up because I think it's become kind of a conservative buzzword. Um, mm, and yet, yeah. I do think it's problematic, right? Um, and, and the more that I look at it, the more I'm like, oh, like trying to get someone fired for having a politically incorrect opinion. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's fucked. And yet, this article does a good job pointing out, like, you know, it, it, I think it started mostly with going after celebrities who were saying stupid shit, Kanye. Um, and, uh, and I think that's okay because celebrities are putting themselves out there. Celebrities and politicians are in the public eye. And if you want to lambast them for doing something stupid, go go to town, right? But when it becomes about, you know, regular everyday people, it becomes problem, right? Um, furthermore, you know, it's it's possible to, like you said, try to have a dialogue with someone instead of just attacking them. And your first jump shouldn't be, I'm going to get this person fired. <laughs> like, right? Like, that shouldn't be step one. <laughs> like, Is uh, it just because it's intoxicating? Maybe. Or, or maybe there's power in it, I guess. Um, I think it's that we've been so polarized into thinking that the other side can't understand us or we can't
can't talk to them or they're wrong or they're evil. And and if anything, both sides, I think, are just misunderstood, mm. which is part of what, what I like about the cast. I mean, like, like you said, you know, you sit down and talk with someone. I think at the end of the day, if you can have a rational, logical, un, un superheated conversation with a semi-random person on the street, you'll find that no matter what their political perspective is, you're probably pretty close, right? The vast majority of us will get past the bullshit. We're, we're largely centrist, and we yeah. might disagree on a few things here and there, but most of us want want the same. You know, we want what's best for our family. We want the next generation to be better off than the last one. Where we differ is is how we think we get there. Um, you know, and and some of that, I, th- I think, what makes it really hard is that the more educated are, uh, which is it's not it's not too anymore. I fear because again, I, I think the whole education system is is flawed. But the the deeper you can get into it from an educated standpoint, the more you start to realize the the propaganda lies on both sides, but but especially um, the the conservative dream of. of of trickle-down economics, which they still put so much of their, they hang so many hats on, it's just a, a fundamental fucking lie. Um, and it's hard, I think, to get behind the idea of giving billionaires and really, really big business big tax cuts because that somehow is going to help everyone else. But, oh, it does. That, but I would say that the average conservative doesn't even understand that in the first place, and they're supporting it because of indoctrination. And the yeah. chances are good these young people coming up don't understand it either. They're just against it because of indoctrination. Um, and we end up with, I think, an overreach, right? This is an overcorrection. Is racism real? Fuck yeah. It's it, yes. Is sexism real? Damn straight. Um, is asking someone, saying that someone should smile more the most sexist thing that could ever happen to someone? No, no, it's not. Is it a microaggression? Maybe. Are microaggressions the end of the world? No, right? Um, it's it's like that story about that Adidas worker we did a, a, a month or so back about the, the African-American Adidas worker who thinks that she's being attacked racially, that there's uh, um, racism in, in in Adidas, and in the meantime, Adidas is paying her to protest so many hours a day. <laughs> like, oh my god! And, and you're like, that. like what? Um, like at, at some point, you have to go. Like, you have to be able to acknowledge that, that humans are humans, and that sometimes we do stupid shit. And as as your old catchphrases, it's not always out of malice. Sometimes it's because we're dumb or or not paying attention, or we don't realize what we said. Um, and other times, it's to, to kind of get back to our our Google Doc here, our, our show notes. It's just about words, and words are interpretable. And you can blame whoever you want. Uh, you, you know, you want to blame uh, Derrida for deconstruction. You want to blame uh, Socrates and Plato for trying to nail down what the fuck words mean. Um, p- pick a side. Pick a side. Right. Um, at the end of the day, you know, words mean different things to different people. Um, and so, the, the more we push this PC nonsense and this cancer culture stuff to the extreme, it's going to be very difficult to have a conversation with with anyone, yeah. uh, which, which is- then divides us further. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which is our, that's a problem. Big old problem. I think that's the cycle. That's how you get where, where you are is we keep pushing, you know, what's, what's not okay say. Um, and look, there are things that are not okay to say, right? I think hate speech is yeah. a thing that, that shouldn't be protected. And we talked about that before, right? Uh, but you, you damn straight, you better be able to talk about hate speech in a classroom so that the students understand what the fuck hate speech is. And I think instead, this generation, this newest generation coming up shuts down when you talk about those things because it makes them feel bad or they, they don't want to hear it. And then they associate 
the feeling bad with uh with the very thing that you're trying to teach them like like this is how intolerant right and, yeah. and it becomes intolerance in and of itself for you to just teach them about intolerance mm. which means they don't fucking know about intolerance do they <laughs> like because uh, they turned in that that black professor for being racist for talking about the n-word yeah. um it's uh that that's it for me and and to me it's gonna kill you know what's gonna kill i mean not only is it gonna continue to do this divide um i'm, I'm about to dive into my satire unit, my composition students it's gonna fucking kill satire i mean I, we've already talked about how it's really hurt comedian um yeah. you know but saying political things and educated things with a, a sarcastic and satirical tone is gonna die like this will be the death of them that sucks i mean but it's true um, at the same time, so you were going on and on about being civil and, and nice to one another, which is awesome. And well, yeah, like, you should. Like, but polite. Just, just be polite. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to. And and how about just give the other person their due? I mean, like, yeah, it's I just it, man, I, I, I don't know. That's like an old person. Pile <laughs> of shit. I get it. But it's like, no. you, if you're if your whole point of trying to change and push, you know, and, you know, hey, these we're, we're changing the norms to make them better. Right. If that's your whole push and that's where you want to go with it, how are you ever going to convince the other person that, hey, you need to look at it this way if all you're doing is attacking them and, you know, shooting them in the butthole every time? You know, like, I guess that's that's something just, yeah, but just be nice about it, hear them out, and then talk to them about, you know, where you're never going to convince everybody all the time. But hey, maybe the people that are, you know, maybe somebody might go, well, you know, maybe I should think about that a little more, or maybe I should look at it this way. I mean, I know that's how I found, you know, my different differing views from my folks was that I kept on getting challenged or I would talk to people that were different and like yeah I, and even today I read stuff I'm like you've got to be fucking kidding me but I still go back <laughs> and I force myself to read it again and and yeah does it change my opinion all the time no does it but make it me balances, think about does right? it make me think about my own conventions and stuff sure it does right you know and I, I think we need more of that we need more people to be like that but we've become so like you said stubborn set in our ways polarized yeah, that man, we're almost just, unwilling to to hear it out right yeah um, it's it's a uh, I don't know man it's it stinks <laughs> but yeah, I think it ties back to kind of virtue signaling and then I think it was well, so look I think there are totally great places to be blunt and honest and, and even to go on the attack and I think that for a long time the liberals were way too pansy ass about it to like use a horrible term that will get me canceled probably <laughs> right but but like they were too like fluffy buddy about it like oh yeah you shouldn't say stuff like that because peace and love man and I'm like no fucking fuck those Nazis like you know like sometimes you gotta fucking punch a Nazi in the face Okay, but that's not the vast majority of cases. Like, like that is a very specific instance. Like, because um, I, I can remember this was years ago. Hell, this this must have been 2016, and I'm at a a four year state university, sitting in my office through an office hour, and I hear two students getting into it in the hallway, and that was pretty rare, right? I'm kind of yelling at each other, and the one student has on a MAGA hat, <laughs> and and the other student is is kind of, I mean, lambasting this guy um, for you know for his political support of Trump. Um, but what like I, I wanted to interfere and I didn't. I, I stood there and I kind of just took it in. And what I what I saw there was that both of these individuals had no idea what the repercussions of their actions were going to be. It was like they hadn't decided that what they wanted to do, Jason, which is what what you've been talking about here, is try to convince the other one to come 
come over to their side. There was never any of that. That was not the goal. That was not the intent. The intent was attack, right? Because at the end of the day, that liberal student who probably had some really great points that he or she could have made really just pushed that conservative student into a corner where he or she had to just double down on their beliefs and they became even more polarized than they were at the beginning of the conversation. And no one was convinced to join any sides, right? And no dialogue was heard. And at the end of the day, that Trump supporter walked away and went, liberals are fuck, fuck nuts. And and that liberal supporter walked away and said, Trump supporters are idiots. And that's where they started the conversation anyway, right? So so there, there was no dialogue. And so what we need to do is enter into these situations and start with, we're human. We are flawed. Um, the, the, the media system is weird. The education system is failing us. Um, all these things are polarizing us. Let's see if we can have a dialogue. Right? Um, it's and, not asking that much, is it? I, I don't think so. And, and that doesn't mean that you have to always be super polite and, and mind your P's and Q's and shit and whatever. And there is such a thing as the violence of education, a moment where you drop something on somebody and they have to go, whoa, dude, that just fucked up my world. Like, And, and it can be violent. It can be harmful, right? But it can also be very necessary. But you're right that, that that's not the starter of the conversation. Like like walking in and being like, um, well, Trump's an asshole because he did this. It's not, not the starting point of that conversation. Um, and, and even in the end, you know, to, to return back to, to Kamala Harris, which is kind of a, at the center of part of this conversation about sexism, um, you know, m- maybe those aren't the people you need to win over anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's to, it, it, For me, it's problematic because I'm afraid that, that and I think this is part of your point, too, that we're losing a certain amount of free speech. Um, and, you know, I, I want to be able to challenge certain things as hate speech, and, and I think you should. Um, but I think this new generation is overstep its bounds a little bit and doesn't understand that what the repercussions of that will be. Um, and if it ends up being something like the death of comedy, I mean, we're in we're in some shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not gonna that's not gonna bode well for anybody. No, we're gonna end up in the bizarro version of like 1984. Then yeah, yeah, we're like you can't say anything, and you're you're constantly monitored and watched, and you better not have an opinion. <laughs> Like, yeah. We don't want um, anybody committing thought crime. Right, right. I mean, that that is my fear. And I mean, we go out on a limb all the time and say all sorts of things that would probably get us you know, involved in cancel culture if the wrong person hurt. You know, I say things on here that I, I couldn't possibly say in the classroom because I will I would have a student who would flip out. Right. Um, and, and you have it's it's so sad that you have to be so careful about approaching these things. Um, and and I think today it's I mean, it's both sides. I think both sides have kind of co-opted this idea of, of attacking one another, saying, things that upset them um yeah for sure and that's part of what that article says too really to sum it yeah just it's i don't know i i I think the conversation we're having should be the conversation that everybody's trying to have you know yeah and and that's the thing is like i don't i don't like the cancel culture thing i think it's ridiculous but i also do like what the goals are the end goals you know where we're trying to forge a new you know societal norm and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that i mean the fact that we're doing it this way is is both pretty cool and terrifying um you know because that's the thing is and this is maybe the maybe the one thing i i wish both sides would remember is that whatever you're gonna do whoever you think the bad guy is they're gonna do it that way too yeah right they're gonna mirror it yeah that's the thing you know however you're attempting to take take this you know take the culture the reins of the culture realize that the door can swing the other way and then you can be on the point you'll be on the pointy end of the stick and that that's maybe where i was trying to go with you know just be a little more mindful and and uh, a little more polite is that for 
every every stride <clears throat> and every way you find to combat, you know, sexism, racism, and and all, everything else. But, you know, all the strategies and everything you're doing, those will come back and bite you in the ass the other way. Right. You know? And I guess that's always the thing, right? Is you swing so hard for the fences that the inevitable backlash doesn't put you back where you were to begin with. But at the same time, you need to fully expect that that's yeah. all going to come right back at you in another way. I mean, it's 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 a few votes, it's a few justices, it's a few Senate seats, it's a few, you know, skeletons coming out of closets in the media from your talking heads and holy shit, now you're getting the, you know, hot end of it. And right. that's, that maybe, I guess that's maybe just the old man in me saying, hey, make sure you're prepared to reap that. Right. And make sure you understand that the harder you push, the more the backlash might be and to be ready for it. And, you know, maybe, maybe a little more tactful approach or meeting in the middle might be warranted here or there, or at least show that you're willing to do that. Because that's the thing is if, if you're willing to, to have that kind of like, um, I don't know, graciousness in it or, or self-critique, re I think, re right? reprieve, yeah. you, you'll win the people that are stuck in the middle more often than not, you know, because yeah. that's, that's how you have people that are conservative that don't like Trump. Is right. they're, they're not, you know, they don't self-identify as enraged, you know, jackasses. And then they're <laughs> stuck in the middle because they're also not, you know, rapidly politically, you know, liberal. Right. So then, you know, you, you get, you get shit on from both sides and then you just, you just want to take your ball and go home. And that's what we don't need. Cause there's no party. There's nothing. <clears throat> right. Yeah. You, and, and it's, it's funny. I mean, yes. I mean, that's the thing is it's probably why Biden is going to get elected because he's, you know, he is, he, he is, he is the only candidate for the forgotten middle ground right now. He is. As, he as, is. Sad as, as sad as it is. And it really hurts my heart to say it that way. <laughs> I mean, I think it's totally accurate, though. Um, yeah. I, I, I think you're, you're you're right on on a lot of fronts, and I think we need to little be a little bit more like so, self critical about that. Um, because as, as you point out, if we, if we push really really far, you know, morally, and we, we'll push further. Like the next generation will push further. Like I am right. both proud of and the current generation and and their aptitude, and that they're trying to correct these things, and also so incredibly frightened because they they haven't had the experiences that we've had yet, and they don't quite understand yet how things work. And if um, anybody thinks we're full of shit. Just look at American cultural history after World War II. Look at all the things that happened and everything that broke bad and everything that broke big. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the failure of the hippies, like <laughs> to or, me is, or is so much of it. <laughs> or, or look at, look at feminism, you know, feminism, the way we have it today, it didn't really light off until post-World War II. Yeah. I mean, it was very much an underground thing that, you know, it was more of an enlightened type of action and it, you know, it just simmered underground so to speak, for a really long time. And then post-World War II and, you know, maybe post-Summer of Love and all that, shit got real. Yeah. And if you know, that's the thing is like, first wave feminism to second wave feminism is a gigantic, gigantic stretch of time. Oh, yeah. And then second to third to fourth, I guess, are we still in fourth? Are we in fifth now? I, those those revisions have been getting shorter and shorter and shorter because it is moving and changing faster and more than it ever had before. Right. And, you know, that's, I guess that's, that big my example of people that are trying to change things if they're getting frustrated it's like it's not a quick process no it's not i mean but america you, you we've, been, we've to... been a country for what 200 some years now yeah and we've made progress and we need to keep making progress but yeah sure. it, it takes time right um and so don't you, get frustrated be careful not to overstep the feminist movement's a great example of that because radical third wave feminism that was like we're we're burning bras we don't even need a fucking man we're all going to be lesbians now like that was too far like and and now today while feminism has has come 
come back to like its senses. It, we, and maybe we needed that moment. I don't know. I think we needed a moment of revolution, right? But that's still the way that feminism is attacked today, right? Is that you know when, when people want to attack feminism, that's what they point at, right? Well, they hate men. And you're like, no, I'm a man and I'm a feminist. So we don't hate men. Like, But they are still able to point at that moment in history and say, well, look at this. And they're not wrong then because you did do that, didn't you? Like, And so we're going to be looking back, I think, on this moment and saying, you know, that you know the the new generation tried to limit speech in some astronomical ways and that might be problematic how are we going to recover from that and will you know will the far right forever be able to say the left hates free speech like after this <laughs> and will sucks. they and will they not be completely wrong when they say it right <laughs> um I, I don't know right um yeah anyway ch- check out these two articles uh because uh because yeah I, I, again I, I both champion the youth and i'm afraid right i'm just afraid that things will be misinterpreted like like again that uh that black professor who i keep bringing up right then that really fucking happened right um or uh or you know like like today today we attack justin trudeau because in the 80s he went to a halloween party and dressed as what a latino man um with, with uh you know face paint on and that was today that's culturally insensitive and and borderline if not completely racist well what what is it tomorrow right what what halloween costume that you wore you know in so, the 90s is going to be yeah somehow but I mean, inappropriate at, tomorrow at the same time i mean it's like where does that stop you know so right. I, I can't wear any Indian costumes at all because it's racist, culturally insensitive. But I mean, like, so what if I dress up in, in like a in drag? Is even saying dressing up in drag? Is that you know what I mean? It's like I mean, maybe because okay, so you're doing it ironically. Like I literally had a conversation with with a feminist woman who said that so the men at her job uh, once per year will would dress in drag um, and do a, a a fundraiser. I think it was called like Walk a Mile in Her Shoes or something right. to raise money. Yeah, I think I've seen this before. For, I'm pretty sure feminist causes and she thought that was sexist Jason huh. and so yeah we're there we are that is where we fucking are so and basically and, and then I guess the, the opposite that is if you show up to walk a mile in her shoes in your regular clothes then are you being insensitive because I mean it's it sounds like a trap it sounds I, like you if, shouldn't show up if, if I wear <laughs> if I wear heels in a dress I'm I'm bad but then if I wear just regular clothes because who you know why why do women have to wear a dress and heels then right. I you know delegitimizing women as a separate thing because because I'm, you know, acting like they're the same. And it's like, it's such a fucking goofy ass thing. It's like, yeah. Oh, you, can't, yeah. you can't win because no one wants you to win. It's, I mean, that's what it looks like at face value. It's like, then, well, then, as I said before, well, fuck it. I'll take my ball and go home. Well, I, I just, that, I just that may be your only up. option. That might be but, the safe option. Yeah, but isn't that actually then worse? Because once you can get people to be like, well, fuck it, I'm just going, I'm not even going to bother. Then you lose everybody that because your, your, your extremes can, you can't win with just the extremes. And I think we actually started at the top of that, top of this with that is, yeah, yeah. You're, you're preaching to your own choir. Right. But Which is great for still, motivating your base, but it doesn't unify us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to, uh, if, if you want to reach the other crazies, you have to have the middle first because then the other crazies can't just point you and say, well, you're just crazies too. Right. Right. And and like with your that's example, like there, there. That's how Biden wins. with your example, that's how we end up back with like, well, it's a feminist march. So there better not be any guys there. And you're like, well, why, why not? Can't guys support feminism? Well, now they're, they're the enemy instead of being people who can join our side and, and support equality for all, which is what feminism is about. Quality kinda, for all. Kind of like, hard to, to get your point across when you're cutting out 49% of your possible supporters. Right. And, and I feel like that becomes a, a kind of metaphor, a microcosm for where we are politically as a nation, right? Um, so yeah, well, I don't know. PC culture. Will it destroy us all? Time will tell. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> that was great, though, dude. Yep. Cheers. Coffee. Cheers. Cheers. Hope.